0: Nine two
1: five three seven seven star.
2: You have a plan for your life, you've set goals, you know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding star style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living on Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now.
1: Never
3: say never. Live your dreams. Well, hello, power partners. It's our power party. I know you've been waiting for us all week long for this fortified <laughs> segment. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And we are here to help you reach for the stars and land on them. And we want all of your dreams to come true. We have an incredible show for you today. Our favorite Aussie author will be back with us, Nola Hennessy in segment two. She is the peace angel and is... Just subscribing to peace around the world and working with Serenidad uh, Consulting to do just that to help everyone get there. And in segment three, we're going to be talking about adventure and the gift of adventure from my book, Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing and Learning to Make a Difference. But right now, Heather is going to be chatting with us about some of the mistakes that we make with money. And we've all been there because money mistakes really run rampant, uh, as we say in the roaring 20s. And But, you know, as you kind of get closer to your 30s, you start thinking a little bit more about the future. So in this Tea for Two, we want to discuss some money mistakes and how you can keep your future in check. But first of all, the miracle moment brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity and our two sponsors of the Pear Festival, Michael Verbrugge Construction, and Brooke Brooks Obrey, who is the author of *Blue*, The Adventures of Blue Ocean Bob, a great book. This is from Leo Biscaglia, one of my favorite authors. To know and not to do is not to know. I know you have to mm-hmm. think about that. <laughs> to know and not to do is not to know. In other words, if you know something and you do absolutely nothing about it, you don't know anything about it. And I think mm-hmm. that's going to lead kind of right in to our, our all of our segments today because when it comes to money, we all know that we should be saving. We all know that we can't just go out and buy that latte every day and go out to lunch every day and, you know, go to casinos and then expect to have a retirement when we turn 65. But, Heather, you have some of the inside things on, uh, on what we can do. So, Let's just dive right in. So,
4: how can yeah, we keep well, being someone who is currently starting their early thirties uh, and being on, you know, living on—I won't say being married, but you know, living away from your parents—all the real the relativities of of uh, what money is when you are an adult—all um, exactly. is kind of what happens, you know, when we uh, when we get older and all these things that now. People, you might be married, having kids, buying buying houses, and all these things. All your kind of saving thoughts, and stuff. It kind of adds up. And there's things that uh, kind of just want to give some tips. That honestly, I felt when I, when finding all this information today, I think uh, I need to take a couple of pages out of this book because this sounds pretty fantastic of what needs to be kind of going on. So, first uh, mistake that people oftentimes make is. Saving too much in the wrong places. And uh, you know, sometimes people might think, oh, I'm really good saving, or I have a 401K, I have a retirement. Um, most importantly is investing is important. And oftentimes this is people place money in the wrong things, and they put way too much emphasis on a 401K, which is a great thing. I do encourage people, one, um, if you have a 401K in your business, especially if they do a matchup where they'll match you in uh, percentages. But I digress. Anyways, but there's also other types of retirement plans. Um, it's really important uh, that you maximize your 401k and, and do this without having other plans. So having um, an IRA, um, a different, you know, being something in a different, um, for uh, different, just sound retirement plans, different investments that are not related to your 401k is another thing. Another really big thing, just starting off of getting into, you know, into your 30s and getting into marriage. A lot of times, a big mistake people make is spending way too much. Much on their marriage is on the wedding. Oftentimes, you know that you know, families would, God bless you, uh, you know, parents and stuff help with this. But a lot of times, people, um, you know, have this big celebration, you know, that can cost upwards of you know thirty to a hundred thousand dollars, and then afterwards, it's just this one day event. What are they left with? So what they kind of talked about is, you know, having smaller weddings or using extra money to put down, um, you know, money towards a house or uh, maybe trip or pay off bills. So a great thing I know, um, one thing my husband and I did is we at this age, getting married in our late 20s, getting into 30, um, we already have a lot. When it comes to appliances, when you're younger, you seem to buy, you know, kind of the cheaper things. And as you get older, you start starting to buy things, you know, better investments, things that may cost more money to begin with, but they're higher quality, so you won't have to continue buying new ones. So that was one thing for us. We didn't have a lot of, um, you know, per- a lot of additional things we needed for the house. So we did a honey fund, and basically is that people get to contribute. People sometimes feel, you know, odd about just buying, you know, just giving you money. So a way that makes them feel good is that they can say, oh, you know, this is to for when you buy a house. This is, you know... Well, a, how did that simple. work for you? Was that a good thing to do? Yeah, I think that was a great thing for us. It helped us fund our honeymoon. So that was, a, you know, a really big thing for us that we wouldn't have had the money to do for. So that was special for us. Another big thing that, oh, it's always difficult that a lot of couples and a lot of people in their 30s aren't doing is with their significant other, with their, you know, now partner, um, is talking about what each other's financial Situations are, um, you know, money conversations are never uh, comfortable, and it's a very personal thing. What people's finances are, their spending patterns, finance, you know, where they've had issue, where they may have debt. But one thing, what happens when you get married is you take on their, you know, pros and cons. So if they have may have land secretly in some place, that is now part of you. It, they may also have. in college debt or something crazy like that, and if something was to happen to them or or even just in general, that's going to affect now your credit score and going to buy houses and getting things, all this kind of stuff. So being upfront about what each other's situation is, what is the money coming in, what is the monthly income, that kind of helps us starting out what you can have as a monthly allowance. And I don't mean allowances. Give me for it, is what is your budget for the month? Um, there's so many things that, you know, we are living in the moment and the time that we don't think, it's it's good that we start planning for ourselves, but there's so many things that come up, and i will actually kind of bring me to a new, next thing excuse me do you need to drink water here is one thing really important even is to start uh planning for children's education even if you don't have kids yet if that is a conversation um you've had with your partner and as you're seeing, there's kind of a lot of money these money things really tie into money they tie in into area. so much you're, and, you're it's in hard. and it continues uh, to evolve throughout
3: your life too where it's yeah. it's never easy you never yeah, easy yeah well,
4: Well, let me back check for one sec. One uh, really important. I'll get to the kids in, in a second, but. One thing that happens a lot of time um, is when people put too much money in once they've had children, and they put this money into kids' college funds. They forget about their retirement funds, and as oddly as that sounds, um, neglecting your retirement is actually more important that you want to prioritize that first, and then your children's education second. Which you know definitely you need to have an equal balance of that, but um, to focus on, you need to have you know the four hundred one k's, uh, various retirement funds what money is going to be available because potentially, you know, when uh, your kids, maybe when they're going off to college, they might need money for that or just for yourself. If you're no longer working um, when your kid is already in a college age, you're going to need that money. So, And starting making this little nest egg. But a very important thing, too, of course, is setting aside money for your children's education. Um, That's something I feel very thankful that that was a smart thing. You did right in the beginning. Is having that because it, it definitely acts as I'm one of the few people I feel of my friends who has no debt associated no with, debt college. with college. No debt. I have no. I have no debt in general, but no college debt. Of um, there's that big mistake a lot of times, and this is I think people need to start educating your children early on. It is one thing of with uh, credit cards. I think now it's a ban, at least in call in California, but they used to be outside of the colleges. They'd have these little huts set up. And and it'd be to sign you up for XYZ credit card, and you know if you sign up, you know you get a free T-shirt. You know or some some stupid. I know old something like, ridiculous. It's really bad, and it really yeah, puts people and, then, into and people, you know, kids did not understand it. They were basically saying, oh, I get this this plastic that's worth a thousand dollars, and and I don't have to spend, and I only have to pay twenty six dollars a month for it. That people don't understand, you know, the whole thing with if you only pay that little bit, the interest that associates with it. Um, that same thing will happen um, with uh, going to college, of course, education is first and is a lot of times, unfortunately, even with savings that families need, you know, to take out loans and college things. But a great thing that um, doesn't get utilized enough is applying for scholarships every year. Thousands, if not millions, of dollars go unclaimed. Some are, can be uh, via the FAFSA, which is people getting, um, you know, just based on your own, your parents' income, if you're state eligible. But other things may be, you know, about you writing a letter or sharing stories or an artistic thing. There's so many things that people are unaware of that aren't even difficult. And because um, there's a smaller population. Uh, 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 that's aware of these things that are actually, you know, trying to attempt from them, it kind of makes it a less, you know, it kind of makes it, not want to say easier, but it makes it so it's less competitive for you. So, I mean, as I said, there's so many things you can ask are in high school or even during college um, that you can apply for these, and those can help kind of eliminate early You know, and I want to just
3: throw something in there, too, is that banks have so now, they've changed all of their policies, so many, they're changing all the time. And make sure if you signed up for a free checking account for life that you fight for that. Because I know that, like something with me recently, I've had several accounts that where they're free for life. And then after a couple of years, now they're $25 a month unless you keep, you know, some high balance. And how many people are keeping $5,000 in their accounts? And I just, you know, I really fought for it and said, look, at this is my paperwork of free for life. It's free for life or I go to another bank. So don't be afraid to speak up.
4: 100%. And, you know, and that's something, you know, I feel they, they're getting a little bit more stricter about. Um, we had an account that, I, you know, we had, I think something had to keep uh, 2500 in it or something. And, you know, when you're, you know, it's, it's hard keeping that minimum thing in it all the time. And they had some crazy fee. Uh, we thought if it was in a month, you know, if it dropped under that, um that then it would you know by the end of the month. So by the end of the month, every month we would have it at that twenty five hundred. But we kept getting charged five dollars and so I went in and it sounds so silly, five dollars, but after a while, you know, that's fifty bucks and and uh you know it it, it can add up. There's up like fifty more dollars that you can save. And when I asked them they said, Oh no, it's it's only um in a twenty four hour period. So luckily once you've gone under they only bill you once for the month um, unless you bring it back up again. So it, it was one of the things I talked about with them, but then they had me sign paperwork saying that, you know, they've discussed it with me, um, so that if I, so I was aware of the situation now. So it's no longer, you know, can't really say, you, know, you know, oh no, I didn't know. But also, yeah, that, that just as banks are, there's all these kinds of nickel and dime things. But overall, I think people want your business; they want to have the money there. So, just as you said, it never hurts to ask. The biggest thing they can say is no when it comes to you know refunding fees or anything like that.
3: Right, right. Always ask. I mean, and again, I've I've, I've become really disenchanted with most banks these days because there are so many. Kind of, as you said, nickel and diming things that they're doing. But it's not nickels and dimes. It's a lot of dollars. And exactly. So, and you got to check your, um, your statements every month, too, because it, they can ding you for all kinds of things. So just be really careful.
4: You know, another one, I'm just kind of maybe one of the last things I really want to touch on is people in their 30s, especially the economy is on the way up, but as we know, um, getting back to the value of education, jobs have just become more and more competitive. Is that before, you know, you needed a high school graduate, uh, a high school degree, then you needed a college degree, and now it seems that people need their masters, their graduates, all these additional programs. Um, and as you said, education is so important, but now it seems that just Having a regular college degree, um, it seems to be the standard. As I know, I think life is about this thing, but it's crazy enough to think just that little piece of paper, whether your even your degree has anything to do with what your actual occupation is. It's just sort of that little uh, thumbs up that almost that kind of gets you a little bit further in life. But what's been happening? And I've had many friends that I've gone through this that they you know they graduated, they went to get out there. Couldn't find jobs, and there are times of either going back to something that you know has not related. You know that they went to school for, I don't know, to, for marketing or something, and now they're back, uh, you know, working in a, a jewelry store or something, something that's totally not you know, what they were going to do, be doing. So they go back to graduate school or to get masters, thinking that okay, this will give me a leg up. But when they get out, it's still just as competitive. They're not going back for the right reasons, or they're thinking this is going to help. So. That's a big thing to talk about is if you're having um, issues of finding jobs unrelated to your degree and you're thinking you want to go back for your graduate or master's program, be really sure about that, that you're going back for this for the right reason because so many people go back for the wrong reason. Um, It comes at a very, very hefty price. It's even more expensive um, than just your basic college. And a lot of times people, if they're unsuccessful finding a career, um, they're still paying off that initial debt from their original college. So unless you're able to 100% pay this out of pocket and you know, you know, uh, many programs, I've also had friends in a positive way that they got out of college they were, you know, working for, you know, XYG job, and the job was offering to pay them to go back, like, because they wanted them to have even more training, that they would pay for their master's program for that, um, or assist with that and give them time and pay with it. So, those are things that are great. That's associated with your job. That's exact. Those are the right reasons that this is, in fact, going to further you and help ease your debt and make you more successful. Not just contribute to more and be that sort of that uncertainty. So um, right, 16, right. You just got,
3: I mean you just don't do it. You know to do it. Be really clear about it because you just get more in. Yeah, depth. and, and well, you know and again
4: and again. You know if it's you know taking that risk is view it also. Um, as a, as graduate school as a second job is that don't give up your regular job. You need it because just as you know when you're a student it was a little bit different. But once you're out in the work world and now as an adult and you're having to provide for yourself, you need to still be having an income coming in. And if you are just taking out more student loans, that's just going to add to the debt. It's okay. You can break down programs if you take just a certain amount. That you could extend it longer by you know doing a minimum class or only taking classes on certain days or even seeking some things maybe there's potentially any GEs, getting them done at any kind of junior college or in the state college as well.
3: That is all such great, great tips because no matter what, none of us, even if we're a monk, we can't get away from money mistakes and <laughs> all of us have to use money as our our uh, treasury of the way that we barter for things so the more that we know the more that we go well great segment Heather give out the websites. most definitely we want you to go to BeatTheStarYour.com as well as org. and when we come back from break we're going down under to our favorite author Nola Hennessy the Peace Angel We're going to find out what is new with NOLA in her land of creating peace around the world with Serenidad Consulting. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and you're listening to the Empowerment Channel. Don't go away. NOLA is coming right up.
1: the star you are.
5: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
6: Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event.
0: in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts. As our Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now here's Cynthia Bryan.
3: Well, sure, happy that you stayed with us because our favorite author and peacemaker, Nola Hennessy, is with us again. She needs no introduction as she has become a regular here at Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I just love having Nola on the show because talk about positive person. Uh, She has that passion, the persistence, and the positivity that we all need in life. She is the author of The Peace Angel, which is her latest book, and No Boxing Allowed as well as other books. And uh, we just love her. So let's just welcome Nola. Hello. So glad you're back.
5: Thank you very much, Cynthia. It's really, it's quite cool here in Australia. And I'm looking at the Texas temperatures and thinking, I need to be back in Dallas.
3: I know. I, you know, I thought that when I got your email before, it was like, it's, I think you have one foot in America and one foot in Australia now. Would that be kind of a truism? Because you, as as Australian as you are, you really love Texas.
5: Texas, Texas is where uh, my my soul uh, gets re-nurtured. It's interesting. The last time I was there, I breathed in, and I said to some friends, "Texas has a smell about it, and and it is, it's it, I cannot explain it other than I I breathe it into my soul." And when I'm there, no matter where I am in Texas, it smells the same. So if you talk about nurturing of the soul, that's what happens in Texas. And I have a foot here in Australia because my son is here, and he is my, my true family. Um, and he's your true Australia. soul.
3: So, Nola, so you we,
5: we have to import Nick to Texas, I think. Oh, well, that would be... That would be uh, he's going to come and visit. He will come okay. and visit. Uh, my son is actually our strategic advisor at a global level, and, and I'm just putting the finishing touches on our U.S. business plan for the next five years, the 2016 to 2020 business plan, which goes to the federal government, and uh, I'm putting the final touches on that today, Australia time, which is Thursday, and I'm really looking forward to what we can do. We've had the most amazing... Reception and encouragement. We're now on the Texas uh, centralized master bidders list. We're receiving requests for proposals from a multitude of, of entities, um, educational institutions, state government. And, you know, we really have uh, made some big steps forward this year. And I've spent a lot of time in Texas making sure that we set the foundation right. And I'm very excited about what we're going to be doing. And our Peace Ranch uh, trademark is under assessment. We we have uh, some clarification for that, but it, in principle, it's agreed to. And, and I'm really quite looking forward to us being very active and have the Peace Ranch in the Denton area of Texas, which is north of Dallas, Fort Worth. And that's going to make... Uh, Make, make some radically positive changes occur over time. And it's not, it's not a short term thing for me. This is a long term commitment. And my son is right behind me. And, and as he said to me the other day, you know, we have significant potential to create a legacy with what we're doing. And oh, that's, that's nice to hear that from my son.
3: Well, the, and, and it's a powerful statement because what it means is he wants to continue on. The work that you have started and really dedicated your life to. What can we expect uh, at the Peace Ranch? What what do you
5: embody there? What do you envision for the future of the Peace Ranch? The Peace Ranch, as somebody was saying to me the other day, it's a bit like bringing world leaders together at Camp David. We are will have the potential and create the environment to bring global leaders together and actually position them away from other influences so that they can nut out and resolve issues and come up with strategies that are long, long long-term for global peace. And that is what is probably the most powerful thing that we can do. But we will also bring... Corporations, we will bring individuals in community groups, we will bring large families, small families together into the Peace Ranch. We will create an environment there that is conducive to a dispute resolution and positive outcomes. We will also have our US office, uh, head office from there, as will our global office, uh, head office be there as well. So we'll have our corporate head office for all of the business streams that we deliver uh, globally, and then we'll have our U.S. office. So in the organizational structure, it'll be a two-tiered management team, but there will also be specific rooms, specific areas that we have for education, for peace negotiation, and for consulting. And the positive thing, the, the benefit of having a ranch is that we'll be able to provide, when we do our retreat programs, we will be able to provide that environment where people can socialise at the end of the day. Um, the, the ranch that I have chosen has everything on it. It has a corporate centre, it has an arena, um, it has the facility for... Um, social activities and catering support, all that sort of thing already set up. And it's in a, on a beautiful 60 acres. And I'm just really wow. focused on, on creating that nice environment away from, you know, the concrete jungle of the city. But well, it's where like you chosen. said, it, it's a
3: retreat. I mean, it'll almost... It, I just think that in order to really have some peace negotiations, to really get people together... You do have to get them out of their environment and out of, you know, that that boiling pot that they're in and offer them this relaxing, tranquil, soul-nurturing place. And you have a place that's that in nature that's going to provide all of this. But what I'm especially intrigued about is that it's not just global leaders, kind of like United Nations, but you're also going to the family level for peace negotiations and and mediations to help families you know, conquer their issues that they may be having. And we know that every, I mean, I think that all anger and, and fears and problems actually start at the family level early on. You'll be able to do so much with this.
5: And and it really is that the sky is the limit. We, you know, I don't put boundaries on what we can achieve. And as is on, my, on our website, peace is achieved in layers. When people are calm and peaceful in their responses to situations and they can stay controlled in their emotions and they can think strategically about the impact of what they say and do or don't say and don't do, then they are therefore able to embed peace through the layers above them. So as we get individual to individual in harmony, so we get families in harmony. Now that's that. Mantra has been around for a long time, but what Serenidad is doing is putting things into action. And we're becoming very loudly known, and, and people are coming to us saying, you are the only people, you are totally unique, you're the only people who are stepping forward and focused on this. And, and that is what makes us unique, is that we've, I've put our statement of intent on our website. It's not to say we will create global peace. It is to say we're part of that, but we're focused on a prevention avenue and And an that's educating what I want you to avenue. talk about,
3: because you had a wonderful article that was published. It was, what if we think prevention instead of reaction? And to me, even that question is powerful, because so often we react before we think and this is what terrorists and extreme activities are about but you are going to be focused on prevention by providing all these services in advance of before things come out get out of hand
5: mm. uh, exactly and I'll give you a couple of examples recent media um, a, a sailor was a submariner was chipped for taking photographs un, you know, under the sea inside The submarine now in in Australia. I don't I don't know that it that it would be the case that they'd they'd even be allowed to take their cell phone on board. You know, in some top secret areas, you have to relinquish your cell phone in a little box. You take the key, and when you exit that area, then you can get your phone back. So that is about prevention. That's about keeping information close. Another example is is where the system doesn't work and the system has to bring in prevention. The laws need to create a prevention focus. A young guy in Texas is going to have multiple decades of labelling as a sex offender because he re, he managed to solicit interest from a female online, she was younger than the legal age to consent to sex, and she lied about her age. But the the legal system doesn't ping her. It pings him. Now, if we actually have a law that makes it mandatory for people to tell the truth, what what are we going to see then? We are going to see massive change, people actually being truthful instead of thinking they can get away with lying. Now, I mean, that that's maybe a 1,000 years from now. Humanity will be ready to tell the truth and only the truth. But at this point in time, we don't have a legislative framework anywhere in the world that really encourages prevention. And we don't have parents being held accountable for their children's behavior and their own behavior. And we don't have terrorist groups being told, no, we're not going to put up with your stuff. We're going to stop you from doing what you're doing.
3: Well, you know, when you talk prevention and you speak in that way, I mean, I think of it in multiple ways. I think even the medical system, it's only now that the medical system, at least in America, is looking towards preventing illness as opposed to treating it once it happens. You know, uh, it's the same as you said with terrorism, is if we can get to the core levels before things happen, prevention is, you know, the key to success. And so this is what Serenidad Consulting is going to be bringing to the attention of, you know, of the world and of individuals, is that we really can live in harmony, but we have to do the work before it happens. Talk to us about terrorism because we have just seen so many extremist activities. And, I mean, you know, just recently there was that mass shooting here. I know that you've known about it in America where somebody just, a guy just opens, walks onto a a military base, starts shooting or the shootings in theaters. Or You know, there's been so many things that people just aren't, they're just doing it because they think they're some cause that they are bringing attention to. How do we prevent these things from
5: happening? My my true belief is that even though we can't necessarily control everybody's behaviour, that's not possible. Everybody has to make behaviour choices because they learn from the wrong choices. That's right. that's right. That's so right. but we can't we can't run a dictatorship. We cannot run a you know, what people used to say is a communist state where, you know, everything is done according to the government and how the government wants it done, because that's a, that's a power and control issue. So if we get back to basics and we say, why was somebody motivated to go and destroy lives? There are probably a number of root causes. And if we go back to root causes, everything is common. It's choices that people make based on the education they've received and the... the um, influence of others so if we have if we have to change a tide of negative that's happening now all of the terrorist activities all the random violence all the soul actors that come out and do what they do just to get a moment of fame in order to turn that horrific tide back the other way we have to be courageous enough to focus on at an individual level I am responsible for my behaviour I am accountable for my response to other people I have to keep my emotions in check and the individual needs to focus on improving themselves and then in the context of their relationships with others. The education system needs to support that and it needs to have programs about positive power positive thought processes being um held accountable, being present in the moment, you know, feeling good about yourself. We need to have that wave of change happen and then have it supported by government policy that makes prevention mandatory, not not optional. Yeah, possible and mandatory. Well, yes, I mean, mandatory in a legal sense means that people know the boundaries of their behavior. And that's important for a civilized society. Now, terrorists thrive on fear. They mm-hmm. thrive on that's being right unpredictable, and they thrive on surprise. And whilst ever people react and get upset and um, push the button and say, let's go to war, they're getting exactly what they want. And that, I know governments know that. I know that the, you know, the leaders that make the decisions know that but I want to challenge them to say, what if we just stopped and waited and thought about this? Think about the strategic impact of scenario A, B, C, and then decide on scenario D because that's actually the better strategic outcome globally. Countries have to think less selfishly about their own uh, paradigm. They have to think about their impact beyond their own borders. All of these things about selflessness strategy and not being reactionary are going to be critical for us to resolve this. As much as humanity has developed bad traits and we have violence more and more becoming the communication of choice, That makes it harder for humans to actually reverse the tide. But there's a lot of humans on this earth. There's a lot of very good people who are all focused on the same thing. We all want peace. But you've got to have the courage to step forward to make it happen. And I've had, in my own life, I've experienced so much needless, unnecessary, completely selfish violence towards me Uh, people being cruel because they thought that was funny, Uh, people being controlling because they thought they had a right to control me. And that is one of the reasons I'm so passionate to push it back the other way. Because if I'm little old me, there's a whole lot of people like me that have experienced worse or the same that also need to have a voice, and, and I want to be able to provide that voice. I want the dialogue to go on long after I'm dead and people to say, No, we're not going to take this anymore.
3: Well, and you know what, Nola, with the internet and technology being so um, omnipotent, uh, not omnipotent, uh, omnipresent right now and ubiquitous, it's everywhere, it's in you know, most countries in the world, is our world has really become smaller. And we are all connected, but it has also given rise to the internet bullies and you know other you can find anything on the internet that will show you how to be not peaceful, who will show you how to wage war and and you know how to be nasty, et etc and so I think the time is absolutely now when you say that it's in in parent that that governments around the world not think nationally, they need to think globally, and we have to get into that mindset that we are all one, and resolve how to keep make this a more peaceful world, starting at the family level. I was just uh, uh, reading more and watching about the whole sex slavery trade, and these young Mm -hmm. girls and boys who are completely disempowered, you know, and sold from one handler to another, for, um, for sexual uh, favors and where the, the pimps or whoever you, the agents or whoever, whatever you call them are making thousands of dollars, you know, these young people are ready to commit suicide and they're just so sad. But it all comes from what you were just saying is that they have experienced the bullying or they didn't have love in the family or whatever it was and they, they have, you know, they trusted somebody else. Something that like what you're doing at Surrender Dad Consulting, you could put an end to so much of this kind of violence and abuse that's going on in just in villages around the world when people know about the services that Surrender Dad will be offering.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we will go as far and wide as necessary. And, you know, the U.S. business plan focuses on us having a central point, the Peace Ranch in Texas. Texas government is right behind us in what we want to do and is very keen to see us successful. And, you know, I've said in that business plan, if if the growth in the U.S. alone requires us to have an office in every state, then so be it. That may be not what I see at this point in time, but if I reflect back five years, when I created Serenidad Consulting I, I thought, gosh, if I could get at least six people who would help me and roam the world and, and do good things, that would be really great and I can tell you there's a heck of a lot more than six people that want to help us do what we want to do and they want to raise the bar in every context, so get organisations working better people treating each other, each other properly and behaviours inside work environments improving so at every level, we're, we're embedding our principles and our change strategies. And I'm really, really keen on, on the potential of what we can do. But we need people to help us as well. And well, well, let's give out your up.
3: website so people know. We're speaking with Nola Hannesy. She is the author of The Peace Angel. She is also the principal and founder of Serenidad Consulting. She's from Australia with offices that are blossoming, growing as we speak, here in Texas uh, in the United States. But you should find out more information at serenidadconsulting.com because there is the information that you're going to need to really see what the policies are going to be and how they can all be implemented and how... Really, uh, Nola, you know, once you devote yourself to excellence and you devote yourself to being a peacekeeper, it's interesting how quickly that positivity can spread out. And don't you find that the more you talk to people, the more excited they get about your project?
5: Absolutely. It's interesting. I think there's a lot of apathy in the world. I think there's a lot of people who just say, oh, well, you know, I won't even bother with that. People... Need to take risks sometimes, but I can say that every time I chat with somebody uh, and and they're on the fence whether they decide to step forward to something, they feel energised, they feel more in, empowered and inspired after they speak to me. That's great, and and I'm happy I do that. Sometimes I don't get any feedback, so I I hope that people are energised, but. Ultimately, the motivation for change has to come from within. People have to keep self-motivated. They shouldn't look to somebody else to motivate them. And, exactly. And I will challenge. And I will challenge any great leader, any leader, um, to, to to constantly do better because none of us are perfect.
3: Well, and you know, you said that that it's very important. We have to come from bein from within. That's what Be the Star You Are means, and I think that's a critical, critical part of, of uh, growing is that we can listen to our leaders, we take their wisdom, but then it's up to us to implement that wisdom in our own lives. And I, I really believe that what you're doing, and I applaud you for what you're doing, because it takes a lot of courage to step forward and to create this company that is a global company. That is not something easy to do. And when you're advocating something that is so important as peace in the world, people talk the talk, but they're not walking the walk. And you're walking the walk right now. And uh, so it's, it's, it's critical. I really do think that we are at a critical stage. And you're the right person at the right time. And it really encourages me when i hear that nick your son feels the same way about this because he's the new generation he's the next generation that can really truly step up and continue
5: the work that was started absolutely and you know he's he's in his early 30s and and he's a a, a champion a, you know ahead of many of his peers just from his own life experience and you know He hears what people say. he interviews a lot of our consultants here in Australia, and he 's right on the pulse with with everything and and I will say to him, "What do you think about this?" and I go to him for advice and you know he's uh, he 's not only my son but but he 's been a colleague in this organization since two thousand and eleven and he 's really sort of stepped up to to a number of challenges that i 've put to him and and he's so focused on on the good stuff that we will be able to leave um, into the future. And beyond him, he might have a son or a daughter who wants to continue. So that would be just fantastic. And to me, that means that w- what I started, you know, will have some positive impact. And if everybody felt that way about, you know, their contribution to humanity, I think we'd see some major improvement and I really, honestly, I think that even if terrorists think at the moment they've got a bit of power, good overcomes evil no matter what and and karma will come back to them in the biggest way possible and, and we prove that in our growth that we're behind this 100% for the right reasons and we're getting the support that we need.
3: You know, and when you talk, you've talked about karma in your books uh, before and it's, I can't agree with you more. You know, I don't think that evil, it can't, it's terrible when it happens, but it does come back to bite you in, in the bottom. And um, (laughs) no, it really does. And You know, you have always not boxed yourself in. That's why you wrote the book No Boxing Allowed, because you really believe there should be no boundaries. We really should be constantly searching and exploring and experimenting and experiencing. And, you know, knowing that there's more out there and that there's no one answer, that all of us have to participate if we are going to have a world in which We want our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, etc., to live in. And I think what's very encouraging for what you are doing now is the legacy that Serenidad Consulting will be bringing to the world. And you're bringing your experience, you know, in The Peace Angel. This is a great book, The Peace Angel, taking her tears and hanging them out to dry. Nola really very clearly and openly wrote about the challenges that she faced in her life, and how she came to be the person she is today. So uh, I really encourage readers to pick up a copy of that. So Nola, this is all fantastic to hear what's happening. It sounds like just in the last couple of months there have been leaps and bounds with Serenidad Consulting. SerenidadConsulting.com, by the way. Uh, and, you know, so many new things are always happening. Do you have um, is something... Is there anything that's happening next that you wanted to chat about or we'll leave that to our next conversation?
5: Well, look, in terms of next, I foresee myself being repositioned over to Texas um, and being there for a lot of the time. We're going to be moving our Australian office to an area where uh, we've actually found a beautiful retreat location and, that's going to be uh, a major move, and I will be uh, here looking to, you know, sort of downsize my own personal living arrangements so that I can focus on the larger property in Texas. Having had acreage for 30 years of my life, I'm, I love having acreage and it's fun as well as being peaceful. So I'll be looking forward to focusing on that and growing. You know, getting people employed. We've had a recent guy. You know, send in CV. He's in um, uh, Virginia, and and we talked on the phone for forty minutes. And such a lovely guy. I would love to see him employed. And he tells me that he's dropped off the radar for employment agencies because he's been unemployed for over a year. And I think that is so wrong. That's and wrong. I are the kind you're of people.
3: So yeah. Well, and yeah it's real and this is what's happening so that's another this is going to be another uh, plus for having the peace ranch in Texas is the employment opportunities it's going to afford to people who want to be part of this program and also for you to be there you're going to have your ranch and you're going to have all your open space but you know speaking of Australia, you posted a photo of a little bird landing in your a chair. What kind of bird was that?
5: That is the Australian kookaburra. That's the one that... Oh, is that, that the stuff. kookaburra?
3: Oh, because it is just so beautiful. It was... And, I mean, that... Everyone seemed to be saying that is was like a favorite Aussie bird, but I'd, we don't have it then here in California or in the States as far as I know of, but... I I wanted to thank you for posting that because it made me so happy to see the kookaburra. <laughs> that's you know, that's, that's, that says a lot about you, too, is not only is she working, not only is Nola working for peace and doing this all in this corporate way, but on a personal level, she's, you know, she's making others feel happy by showing beautiful pictures of the ocean and the sky and the birds and you Nola, know, you're just a real, you're just a real person. You're down to earth, and you are the real McCoy. So again, I have to. It's time for us to go, but I want to say thank you for coming on Star Style. I want everyone to go to serenadadconsulting.com, and as always, I wish you just great success with all your peace prevention uh, work that you are doing. I mean, prevention against things that are not peaceful, and your peace creation because you are in a power position to make everything happen. So thank you, Nola.
5: Oh, thank you, Cynthia. You're a precious lady and a dear friend, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to to talk about things that, that make my heart sing.
3: Well, and things that matter, and I, uh, that's something that uh, I appreciate too, is the fact that what you're talking about it not only makes your heart sing, but it's important for others who feel the same way to see that one person can make a difference if you can do it and you've said this in your books anyone can do it so we have to put our minds to this passion and make peace a priority so Noah Hennessy is our our wonderful guest today visit serenidadconsulting.com check out her books and uh, get back to texas soon Noah. thank you cynthia have a wonderful rest of day Thank you. Thank you. We have just a, a little bit more here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, so don't go away. We'll be back in just a bit. Hang on. Be the star
1: you are. the star you
3: are.
0: Be the star- Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
6: Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
3: Are you accident prone? Does everything happen to you in threes? Perhaps these mishaps are not accidents at all, but a sign from your subconscious mind that your life is not the way you want it to be. Experts agree that so-called accidents can be indications of deeper trouble we may be avoiding. Instead of lamenting, why does everything happen to me? The better response would be, why am I creating this challenge? Sometimes we have to look inside to find out what the real trouble is. Certain mental states generate more misfunctions than others. For example, if your mind is cluttered or troubled, you can't pay attention. That's when you fall, you break something, you crash a car. It might not be an accident. It might just be a cluttered mind. Some people want to be a victim. They like people feeling sorry for them. They have the poor me syndrome. Well, these people are passive, don't stand up for themselves, and they actually enjoy being the fall guy or girl. The antidote, take control. There are no victims, only volunteers. And many competitive types of people tend to make more mistakes as well because they're not taking measured risks. They're being daredevils. These aggressive people may overestimate their abilities, be too macho, or lack self-discipline to say no. Instead of plunging head first into trouble and then wondering why they always have accidents, well, I coach my clients that could and should do little good. The best way to predict the future is to create it, so why not envision it as a place of peace, balance, and health? Take a look at the signs that you have been given and determine if you're creating your own discomfort. Color your world with positive thoughts, positive actions, and positive deeds, and you may find that divine synchronicities are replacing those dreadful accidents. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-7827 to book a consultation.
1: Be the star you are, light
2: up
0: the flame that burn.
3: I've confronted wild animals in Africa, paddled down the Amazon, hitchhiked through Europe and trekked in Machu Picchu, but the adventure that had the most impact on my life was just a simple one. In fact, it was an experience that most people wouldn't consider an adventure at all. When my daughter Heather was only four, she had to have a serious surgery, and as I prepared her, I explained in simple terms that she and I were about to have an adventure together. We talked about why she needed the surgery, what the anesthesia would be like, how she would feel after the procedure and how our adventure would unfold. We would camp out in the hospital, read books, sing songs, play, make believe, tell stories, draw, paint, be creative, and we would be together for every moment of the adventure. As I secretly feared the impending surgery and its outcome, she was looking forward to it as a great experience, actually counting down the days to our big adventure. We packed our sleeping bag and pillow, our sweatsuit, office supplies, all the toys, books, tapes, and off we went, and we set up our camp in her room, and she was wheeled in for her artery surgery. Although she was in pain during her recovery, we turned a difficult time into an exciting bonding experience. And as I had promised, I never left her for the next two weeks except to take a shower in her bathroom, and only then when her grandmother was by her side. We made every detail of her recovery into a discovery. And that's all the things that we had planned. We did all the reading in the plane. And one talking parrot, which was truly entertaining, was sniped in to the hospital. Because of that very intense loving adventure, Heather and I developed a powerful bond that will never be broken. She knows I'm there for her and I won't abandon her no matter what. To expand who you are, look for the adventure in all things. Life is an involuntary bungee jump. You can shut your eyes tight, cringe and shriek in terror hoping it'll be over. Or you can open yourself to the experience and savor every sensation and cry out with joy and exhilaration. So celebrate your aliveness, your health, your humanness. There is no time to feel sorry for yourself when you recognize that someone somewhere would gladly trade places with you. Make every day an adventure in this body, in this time, and in this place. And with that, I thank you for being great listeners and tuning in to Star Style. Be the star you are every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m., We are here to inspire, encourage, and to help you be motivated. Make sure that you start living your dreams because these are your dreams and today is the only day you have. Until next week when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You've been listening to Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire. Make a difference and make this the best week of your life. We'll be together to play in our Power Playhouse next Wednesday, 4 to 5, live right here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thanks for being be with me. The star you
1: are,
3: the star you-